Hey everyone, and welcome to the weekly catch up podcast. It is Wednesday, March 4th, 2020. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B Red Colvin. That'd be me. What's up, dude? Hanging out. March the 4th be with you. Tomorrow's Revenge of the 5th. <laughs> okay. We got a lot to get into this week. I think we might have a special guest stopping by this week. I think so. Week. First celebrity. I know. You want to tell us a little bit more about this gentleman? All right. Well, he goes by the name of Michael Denny. Uh, he is also a graduate of Southwestern Adventist University. Who better to add to the diversity of thought than another straight white male on this podcast? I mean, really, the range. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been, judging by Instagram, he's been at Fountain Blue, Fontan Blue, what is it, in Miami. He's been in Chicago. He's been, I don't know where he's been recently, but he's going to tell us. He said that he's going to stop by and crash the podcast for episode number 21. Excellent. So you ready to get into it? Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. What's happening, man? Oh, just uh, just having a great week, man. <laughs> just lackadaisical intro, huh? You know, that's what else. How's well, I, how, how are my tater tots doing? <laughs> Dude, I feel like I, I saw so many people this last week that were pointed out the fact that they'd ordered tater tots over french fries. And I was like, y'all are so that's weird. What I'm saying. So I want to make a quick correction from last week because I gave a shout out to Heather Laws. And I called her my dentist, even though her husband's my doctor and she works... In the doctor's office. She's not my oh, dentist. Her husband is her senior dentist. No, he's just the doctor. But I have a dentist whose name is Heather. And so just in the moment. I Wait, got... who is this girl to you then? Heather Laws? Yeah. So I, I know. Is, her, is she a medical family... professional to you? <laughs> like, Yeah. Like she okay. works in the doctor, her husband's doctor's office. But I knew them before that because their kids uh, were students at Burton whenever is I went Is he there. your dentist? He's my doctor. So you confused this woman for your dentist when really she's your doctor's wife. Yeah, man. Sometimes I'm an idiot. Yo, the way that you bring stuff up, almost slipped there already. <laughs> it's because Michael's coming later. So I just wanted to give a shout. Yeah, we're going to move this. We're going to move on swiftly. Wait, no, um, no, 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 no. Uh, so I'm, I apologize, so, Heather. Yeah, sorry, uh, Heather. <laughs> sorry that you're not a dentist. <laughs> Oh, you just alley-ooped it. But what am I supposed to do? No, you got me. Yeah, so... I just Heather, wanted... your your copywriting skills are far better than your dentistry skills. Yeah, but you... I mean, in my defense, you have a wonderful smile. Man, she won, though. Like, because tots, tots and bots were... You know, it, it's going to catch on. Yeah, tater tots I was is in, solid. I was in Red River all weekend skiing with the fam. I'm pretty exhausted because I just... I hit the deck from work on Friday and Ubered out directly from work, caught a flight, you know, was in the mountains by 540, rented a, I got a caddy SUV. It was beautiful. Mm. I walked up to Hertz and they're like, do you have a reservation? I said, no, <laughs> Fly, <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants, you know, Love it. and 
they go, okay, well, what do you want? I said, maybe a compact SUV. And they were like, those, the, the basic versions are $400 a day right now for some reason. Whoa. And they're like, we can put you in a Cadillac XT4 2020 with five highway miles on it um, for 147 for the weekend. And I was like, so what, why didn't you just lead with that? Like, <laughs> yeah, you perfect. think I'm dying for a Hyundai, <laughs> what a Sonata, a Kia Telluride. <laughs> That's great. Um, okay. So that was my correct. Oh, and I have one more correction. My dad, whenever he called us the, um, the herrings, the herrings. So that's a fish, not a bird. Like we, <laughs> like we had thought it was. <laughs> And he, and he came up with that not only because they hear, but because podcast, like you're casting out a rod. Oh, that's yeah. a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Stretch and a that's, half. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what I said. I feel like the first explanation that we made up was better. <laughs> so, love you, Dad. Um, Wait. So, we're the, the weekly catch-up fish? Like, because they hear in the water? No, because you cast... So it's like two different I puns. I get the cast part. A herring is like close to the word hearing and then cast. Oh, fish. my goodness. Dude, when you walk me through the logic Dude. of this, it's even worse. Yeah, I tried to walk myself through it with him in the car. and Yeah, yeah, it just wasn't good. So those are my two corrections. And then I did tease you with a bit of news last week. And now I can officially say that my girlfriend, Courtney, has been offered a job and she has accepted to work at Cook's what? Children what? in Fort Worth. Oh, snap. Yeah, man. I'm, Wedding I'm like, bells. <laughs> I mean, we're getting close. That's awesome, dude. I thought she was going to go to Hughley. Cook's Children is even better, that's right? That's what I'm saying. Because, she, yeah, she wants to work with kids and um, that's like been her passion. And she gets, still gets to work like on a neuro type floor and still deal with the same types um, of issues. But with the kids. So she's like really excited about it. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be great. Shout out Courtney. That's, that's rocking. Yeah. She's awesome. You must be so excited. Very <laughs> everybody. So I'm in, I'm in the mountains all weekend and my family's like, so Brad's cooked, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm done, baby. Um, we're chilling. Well, I had a good weekend of skiing with the fam. Shout out to my dad for his 57th birthday. Um, yeah, shout out. We had a couple good runs out there. And dude, my, my sister's boyfriend, Brian, is just, he's hes like a German Olympian that like grew up skiing in Austria. And he just goes straight down the mountain, most beautiful form, like with, <laughs> with a GoPro attached to the top of his helmet. Love like it. he can do the, the mountain and like, probably a 16th of the time that I can, if not more. Dang. Partially because I'm just stopping from the leg burn. Like <laughs> a long run yeah, all the way down dude, the mountain is really serious. Knees. Yeah, it kills my knees. I'm like, I can do one day and then let's hit the snowmobiles. Anyway, but we had a good weekend doing that. They swore me to secrecy on the majority <laughs> of the trip. Like there was a lot of like as a family, we kind of had some moments where we were all just like crying, laughing over like this shared <laughs> you know, in the moment type thing. And uh, I can't tell any of the tots about it. Oh, sorry, tots. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm glad to hear you had a great week. Um, so is Courtney going to be free to just move into the new house that you're going to buy in a month now? <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll be getting her own apartment. Um, she starts in April. So oh, she'll wow. have about thir 12 or 13 days in between her last day there and here. So she's going to start looking for apartments and... Uh, yeah. Uh, what's our current um, lease situation? 
Dude, so it'll be cheaper for her to break her lease than for her to pay her month's rent. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Those are good that, outs. that's a non-issue. Dude, congrats, man. You guys yeah. must be... Yeah. I don't know why I'm congratulating you. Elated. <laughs> no, I did this. You're like, I have Just personal kidding. news. You did it all. Something else happened to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, but it affects me because I like her. Yeah, exactly. So That's Hi. awesome, dude. Yeah, man. So anyway... Should we get to it? <laughs> what kind of? We already did the intro, bro. Yeah, <laughs> we're waiting on Michael. Yeah, he's no, flying he... in from. He's flying in from somewhere. Yeah, um, he I texted me that he's what? I heard him come. He just came in. Michael. What's up, y'all? Oh snap! He's here. Without further ado, we're introducing Michael Denny to the weekly catch up podcast. Mm. Hey, what's up, weeklies, taters, <laughs> French fries, condiments, whatever y'all are going by nowadays? Dad, notice he did not say herrings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, herrings. <laughs> yeah, just keep it going, Brian. <laughs> He's trying to keep that one alive. Yeah, I'm not. I... Where are you in from, sir? Uh, this week. So um, as, like, as of yesterday, I was in Chicago. Um, I've been in four states in the last seven days. That's what I was about to say. Hold on. Uh, before we go any further, let's let's set the tone a little bit. All right. How do we know this guy? Michael Denny is, I guess I I probably met you first, technically, because I didn't meet you until it was kind of frustrating meeting one of the only similar people to you in your entire college, <laughs> and there's only a year of school left. Like, I feel like we overlapped for one or two years prior to that. But anyway, Michael like Denny, one year, yeah. Southwestern Adventist University grad in the house. That's right. We go way back at 11 years now, because I know I met you when I was 20. I think you were wearing a poncho in a garage somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Heston. Oh, man. Yeah, thanks, Heston. <laughs> So uh, that's a little bit about Michael. He went on to get more education than all of us combined. Um, what do you, uh, would you describe your job for us now? Why have you been in four states in the last week? I am an M&A consultant. So I work for Riveron Consulting doing uh, transaction services. So essentially, if you're buying a business or selling a business, I go in there, look at the finances. Um, if, I'm, if you're selling, I'm basically... Um, you know, making sure that you're ready for the buy side team to come in and try to poke holes in your valuation. And uh, if you're on the buy side, then I'm there trying to poke holes in the valuation. <laughs> Michael's always said it's a very that, simplified version of it, but yeah. Michael's always said that he'll judge the startup that I'm currently with's credibility based on whether or not his team is getting called in for due diligence or whatever. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, my whole uh, goal is to get a startup to the point where. You know, maybe we're dealing with the team prior to Michael's or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good for me at this point. But <laughs> yeah. Well, that's crazy, man. So uh, River on you said. Yeah. How long have you been with them? November of 18. Yeah. And uh, here's the deal, dude. I don't feel like I remember you traveling to this extent originally. Like when I first joined the firm? Yeah. Like what you've been doing here recently I don't know. Like I was saying the other day, um, you were in Atlanta for a good portion of last year, right? Yeah. I mean, I was, stretched. I was out there quite a bit for about six months last year, you know, off and on through, through that period. Um, I think it just seems more glamorous now cause I'm going to more places for shorter amounts of time. 
versus uh, spending time, you know, three days a week on the outskirts of Atlanta. So, yeah, I mean, like this week I was in Milwaukee. Or last week, I mean, was in Milwaukee. Then we had our firm's annual meeting, which we can definitely get into that um, Thursday through Saturday. Um, I extended in Milwaukee. No, in Miami. In Miami. Yeah. Um, and then it's a much better place. For yesterday <laughs> was in uh, Chicago for some meetings. Just yesterday. Yeah, I flew in Monday, stayed Monday night, and then had meetings for about half a day on Tuesday. It's a lot of like one night stays or pop in and out the same day if you can, because um, just the nature of the work. But you were raving about Chicago. Like I haven't received so many texts about a market from you in a while. Uh, I love Chicago. almost to the point that I was like, is he being facetious? Like, does he hate Chicago? He hit me up this week and he's like, I love Chicago. Here's Chicago from the roof. Here's Chicago pizza. So, so the sights and food. Yeah, sides and food. I mean, that, that place wasn't your is first awesome. time, though, right? No, I I love going there. I've only been once my entire life. Oh, no, I went to Rosemont once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, close enough. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like defending it. <laughs> He's like, no, I I really was there. So, what's the deal about Chicago? How many times have you been? I don't know, like three or four. So, not not a whole lot. I mean, the the first time I went, it was. Negative 41 degree wind chill. I didn't grow up skiing like I saw from your Instagram this week. I grew up having never seen snow other than like, you know, the ice that happens every four years in Dallas that just completely shuts down the city like it's the coronavirus. And foreshadowing. Yeah. And uh, so like when I went up there, it was like piles of snow on the side of the road and negative 41 degree wind chill. And there were some expletives that I used at that time. And I was like, I'm never coming back here. <laughs> That's for like a work training at my first job I'm out of college. I'm the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second time, like I joined PwC at the time. And uh, they were like, well, first week of or first two weeks of training, you're going to Chicago. That was, you know, I was like, man, I, I don't want to do this. That's right. Yeah. I do remember that. And it was Didn't you incredible. play golf and do some played stuff? Golf. Like, yeah, you know, it was a good, I remember you had it was a good trip if I played golf. Yeah. Life. Yeah, we stayed at like a resort. I played some golf there. Like we were down in the city like every that. night. It was like late summer. Yeah, it was like July. It was, it was amazing. Like, and that's, that's really yeah. where I fell in love with it. The food, you know, the sights, it just... It just the energy. I'm definitely a city person. Like I enjoy, like just massive buildings, like everywhere you see, and um, it's just kind of a different city too. Because in Dallas, like very few people live downtown, but over there, even though the majority of people don't live downtown yet, they still are the people that do live there. They go out there, they work there, they shop there. Like it's very much a, you know a real city from, from the, uh, you know, well, environment it's second there. only to New York. Like, right. Yeah. It yeah. has that vibe where like, if you live in New York city, if you are on Manhattan Island, like you chill there the majority of the time. And yeah. It's yeah. like, a, it's just a different Chicago thing. Chicago is second biggest, I guess you would say. So you also your greatest chance of getting murdered except for that one <laughs> month in Dallas. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was, I found it pretty safe. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's parts, right? Like oh, parts yeah. of Chicago. Cause I was downtown and I was like walking around at like, cause the nature of my work is I'll get in there. Usually I'll have a lot to do. So I'll just be, I'll fly into an, a city. I'll be in my hotel room. I'll order an Uber Eats sometimes. Like I'll just keep working. You know, if you follow that consultants meme page on Instagram, like 
lot of please fix hitting you at like 9 p.m. <laughs> and so like, you know, you're trying I to trying to work through text it just now. <laughs> Michael's given me the greatest Instagram recommendations here recently. Um, crazy management consultants. Yeah, that's a good one. The number Love one. Um, I also started following Trump Jr. because <laughs> he's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, All the memes off that I keep one. I'm sending my mom his stories now. I was like, he's this is the president's son, and he's just like trolling so hard on this meme well, game. Even if you don't like him, you'll still be like, "All right, well, that's the leader of the free world's." He like, paraphrases his father in a way that I would as well, in, in certain ways. Like he makes sense of his own crazy father in a way that. <laughs> You know, I think is never mind. I'm not going to keep defending the Trumps on this podcast. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um, no, well, so, welcome, welcome to your first and final guest appearance. Yeah, I was going to say, like, after. so I've I've kicked this off and completely sent it downhill. <laughs> no, no, y'all survived totally 20 episodes, and then I come in <laughs> and just bring the 2021 apocalypse here. So, uh, go back, go back with more uh, seriousness to what an actual engagement looks like, real quick. Because oh yeah, you get to the hotel. Oh yeah, Do like when go, I travel, yeah. Uh, less about the travel, more about the engagement. Like you go meet these people, and they're like, "Hey, we want to sell the company," and you're like, "Okay, I'm going to tell you why you can't, <laughs> or why you're going to get less money I than mean, you hope." Yeah, so it's it's not quite like that. So um, just depending on how involved I am in like the the bid process. So essentially, our firm has business development folks. We have partners. They're the ones out there primarily getting us the business. So they'll have phone calls or whatever with primarily private equity companies and they'll say, Hey, we want to buy this company or we want to sell this company that's in our portfolio. And so then we want you guys to be involved in that process. So then, um, basically they'll have already talked to the company they want to buy. We'll just go with the buy side of this and they'll have basically have a data room set up. So we'll send them our data request list. Then we'll get roughly a week with the data. Um, we'll build out like our Excel files and uh, basically an agenda, and then we'll fly out to them for a day or two meetings. And that's where we basically kind of drill in on questions that we have after looking at the data. We try to find um, adjustments to EBITDA, uh, basically their earnings, because um, we want to basically the whole point of what we're trying to do is either, you know, figure out that they've that their earnings are um, correctly stated um, for ongoing operations. So if our client goes to buy this company, what can they reasonably expect to earn at this company? So the company may have had like a crazy coronavirus issue, right? Like right. they're a manufacturer, they, they get hit by this, like a factory gets shut down and then they're going to sell in two years. Mm -hmm. Well, if we're looking at their historical earnings, you'll see this like blip in 2020 where, yeah. you know, the coronavirus, and that's not a normal part of their business. So we call that an ad back. So we're just trying to find ad backs. Okay. And so that's what the meetings are all about is going through, trying to figure out, first of all, like how they run their business, try to get all these facts. And then we'll have a week after the meetings or two weeks after the meetings, depending on the size of the company, where we'll put together our presentation. We'll get everything, you know, kind of hammered down and we'll get, then we'll present to our client and say like, here's, here's all the ad backs we found. Here's really what their normalized earnings should be. And then our client will sign a contract to purchase the company based on that EBITDA multiple, typically. Like I said, it's kind of a well, simplified version. Well, thanks for breaking that down yeah. for the tots, man. I'm sure they got I'm they're sure like, Heather. They're asleep as it gets right now. Um, Everyone so loves finance. I didn't realize Everyone loves that talking about it. 
the majority <laughs> of your on-site uh, time spent is in actual like engaging with the client in meetings. Like you're not just squatting on site to actually do the work per se. No, no, we're and not even necessarily with our client. Like we'll be at the target company, like the people who are running and managing that business. Um, oh, okay. yeah. I had the relationship backwards almost. Yeah, well, depending on what depending on what <laughs> side you are. I was, to, yeah, I totally understood. So, so if they're selling, then the company is typically our client. If they're if our client is buying the company, typically we're talking to the managers of that company that our client wants to buy. Gotcha. Completely confusing, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a little different. Everything, everything you've done for an education or career has been confusing to me for about nine years now. <laughs> so but basically at 21, I couldn't keep track anymore. I was just like, okay, I know that if, if I ever have a company, I need you on it. <laughs> yeah, completely. Absolutely. So, did you boys vote yesterday? No, I didn't get a chance to yesterday. I was in Chicago. <laughs> You're like, oh, I missed it yesterday. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> no, I mean, well, who... I will later this year. Yeah, I will too. I didn't. So I didn't realize you could pull a Republican or a Democrat ticket. Just it, it's weird. Like yeah. it, it's weird how all the reporting goes towards the Democrats because that's the major race at hand. Meanwhile, a bunch of silent Republicans pulled a, a ticket yeah. and I guess Trump won in a landslide in the primary, of course, even though there was like six candidates on the GOP ballot. But yeah, I was messing with my roommate this morning because I pulled up the Super Tuesday stuff and he and I both worked from home today. Oh, he works at the same job as I do, doing exactly the same thing. So <laughs> way to take work home with you. I, so like we like I, I pulled up the Super Tuesday results and I was like, man, can you believe this? No Democrat has like the commanding like lead that like Donald Trump does on the Republican side. He won every state. Right. And he's my my roommate was getting really concerned. He's like, I don't know how this guy continues to pay rent. He's so dumb. Like he thought he was going to have to explain incumbent politics to me, but there's no way like of course Trump's going to win all the Republican side. Yeah, yeah. no, of that's course. how that's how it works. But can we talk about what happened on Monday night? Is that when everybody was dropping out? Yeah, like first of all, I could not believe that Klobuchar and Mayor Pete dropped out and then the fact that they got immediately behind Biden was such a coup yeah. because when the, and really dude you even you know, had uh, you know who pushed Beto. it over Ugh, way to steal it Sorry. that's what really who? tipped the scale Beto Beto coming out and then them going to Whataburger you know he went Joe Biden went to chicken scratch with Pete Buttigieg and then he went to Whataburger with <laughs> Beto that's a good so, play I mean it's yeah. a good play so he was eating good that night that's right <laughs> Yeah, like, that, you believe that, that was crazy. That was such an upset. Like, yeah. Same day voters. Literally, that's why Sanders was ahead in every state that had early voting because everybody had voted for Sanders in early voting. But then yeah. same day turnout. I watched all the coverage last night. Like I was just enthralled <laughs> and been looking forward to this because we're finally going to see the winnowing of the field. And Bloomberg got out the, today. Yeah, and got Bloomberg and Warren. No, Warren's not out, right? No, she's out. Oh, I didn't see that. God. Yeah, she's out. For sure. So, so it is purely it's now like Biden, Biden and, and uh, Bernie. Bernie. Well, Even then, it could still be a contested convention. Yeah, because all the superdelegates and all that kind of stuff. Like well, they, you they, need they 1191 have, to win? They have an ability to vote for whoever they want, even if they're not like the front runners or like there are those superdelegates that have the option to like vote whichever direction they, they choose. It doesn't matter what the people say. 
I could have sworn that I, I checked Twitter like right before the show and she was still in it. I saw everybody mad at her that she waited to drop out until after. Uh, I mean, I was Tuesday. mad at her the moment she announced. So who do, who do her votes go for? Like she, she was basically, you know, they were talking about that. She has this weird makeup of her coalition where some will go to Bernie. Um, they're concerned that, well, because she has moderates, she has progressives, she has a lot of different factions of their desired demographic. I don't think she does as well with African-Americans. I think she gets the black female vote to a certain extent, but I'm telling you, the African-American vote went for Biden in a major way for the last week. Yeah. Um, like we're talking like 60, 70%. Like he rocked the South. Arkansas, um, Miss uh, Arkansas, what was it? Uh, Mississippi, no, Alabama. Um, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia. I mean, I think his campaign was banking on that. I think that's kind of the whole survival Dude, his of his campaign was, was based on that. Have you watched any of the debates? No, I've, he, I've seen the highlights. But you've heard us talk about how Jerry, I, I guess you know me to be a over-exaggerator, but I'm not when I say that he is like, in the debates, he's a senile old man. Yeah. Now, apparently... Yeah, I've seen, I've seen the clips of that, and I've seen yeah. like, what was it? He said, I mean, everyone has gas, but he's like, million he's Americans like, have been murdered. people really need to get out and vote, get out and vote on super Thursday. And <laughs> you know, like, but I mean, every, everyone has gaps. If That's you're saying that many mean. words in the public sphere, like, of course you're gonna, of course you're gonna have gaps, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I saw this one meme that, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of true, which is, you know, the party of diversity is now down to two old white millionaires that you can vote for. Like, yeah, it's kind of disappointing that these are our options right now because I was actually fired up about Pete. And then, yeah, me too. Then when you started talking about Klobuchar on, on the pod, I started looking into her and yeah, I mean, she both of them, it. both of them were, I mean, I followed she, both of them on Instagram until they dropped out. She, <laughs> did you, did you literally unfollow them? Yeah, I don't care what they have to say now. <laughs> They're out. They lost. You know what yeah, I think, right. though? I think that were Biden to be the candidate, I could see Klobuchar being tapped. Yeah, I was beat, wondering what but he, she almost seems too qualified to be beat. What did they, what did the Biden campaign offer everybody? Oh. You know what I mean? Like everyone got an offer on the day of, basically. Yeah, no, that 100%. was it. Was some Frank? Underwood I just, stuff. I just want to see what it is. Yeah. Um, as far as he needs Warren, a woman, I, I do see a lot where people are saying she dropped out, but then others saying no, and a lot of people are just angry. It, it would be in like what's happening, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where that's where I saw it at first, but I, maybe people were jumping the gun. But I know a lot of people are angry with her for like she should have dropped out and endorsed. Right, um, because she hobbled Sanders on exactly. the delegate count yeah. from last night. And people are just furious about that, and that's all I'm reading right now. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot to be furious with her about. She's like a – she misrepresents herself up and down. Race, qualifications. Dude, I just, I just saw a her tweet. Her plight in life. I just saw a tweet that says Bernie and Elizabeth are meeting in the Warren wigwam right now to discuss matters. <laughs> seriously uh, that's I, that's bad <laughs> i love how trump goes to the state that they're gonna vote in the next day like the day before and then he just calls her pocahontas and like, yeah. <laughs> so funny but no i totally thought for a minute whenever uh biden was talking after pete had endorsed him i was like oh pete's gonna be veep but 
then I was like, oh, he's not a woman. Um, I know he's a gay man, but he's mm. not a woman. And he needs a woman. He's already expressly stated that. And I think that would be appropriate. And then I started thinking, well, he's not going to pick Kamala, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, nor should he. I think she has just bad bad aura about her bad energy but when she dropped out so early yeah like if she couldn't she get traction at that point it's not going to benefit his campaign like in a measurable way but i think that klobuchar ended her campaign with dignity on you know they're given their own choice in that like and you can tell that this was orchestrated at a higher level than just either of those campaigns it's the dnc for sure the way that it all came together in the last moment where I didn't even know Biden was going to be in town, first of all, until like six o'clock that night. And then I see, you know, Klobuchar has dropped out. She's endorsing him. Uh, Pete, I knew from the day before because he'd given, mm -hmm. he'd kissed Chastin on national TV the night before. Um, I was wondering how they were going to handle that. And then he went over and gave him a big old smooch. Yep. Um, kind of like I do you, Brad. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, that was totally orchestrated. And then when Beto, the way they saved Beto was so showman. It was so Trump-like. Like, he actually referred to the presidency as a show the other day. And this guy on Fox News, Greg Gutfeld, he's a, a real piece of work, but he's funny. Is he and, now off of that like late night show? He still has that as well, but he's on The Five. Oh, that's he, right. He talks about how it's not four more years. It's the show renewal. And how we're going to see new things incorporated into the script and like how that really is trump's forte is like reality television you know and season he, two baby yeah season two it's getting Stay renewed tuned. essentially um anyway but the way that they saved beto like you didn't even necessarily know certain people knew uh but i don't think the voter mass at large even mid mid presentation or whatever i don't think they knew that he was going to come out great and, plot twist and then the way he just comes out and says I'll be casting my ballot tomorrow for Joe Biden. Just that momentum was just incredible. But Bloomberg, Bloomberg put us in numbers too. And I'm not going to lie. 450 in the last million of debates, them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is his millions per delegate uh, ratio at this point? Not good. Dude, um, if he had spent like two weeks preparing, <laughs> yeah. how far he would have Biden I mean, didn't his, campaign, set foot in any of the states hardly. His, his, miscal yeah, we know Biden. his miscalculation was coming in too late. Honestly, if Bloomberg had come in earlier, he could have he could have bought the presidency. Like he could have bought it all the way to the top. I was a fan. Like if he, I liked the way he handled himself. If yeah, I mean, he appeals more to the moderate base, the middle. It, it'd be you know he was Trump light billionaire to billionaire. Um, like who can spend more money? And what Bloomberg's worth ten times but what Trump, Trump is didn't on his best spend estimate. That much money he got. So I know, much but he would have media. to. He would have to. Like Trump would have to bankrupt himself. Like after after Obama's first race, that really changed. I mean, it's always been about money, but Obama raised and spent so much money getting into office and staying in the office that like it completely changed the way that we do politics now. Like it costs so much more to become president. That was the inflection point was that was. Yeah, that's I mean, it just, yeah, skyrocketed. And I mean, that's also when social media actually started totally. getting involved more as the, well the funny part though is that republicans actually have the digital infrastructure like the democrats are open about the fact that bloomberg is now going to lend his digital tools which is far superior to whatever the dnc has had access to yeah. and i've seen them what were you gonna say well because he brought up social media and i'm i'm just thinking to myself out of everybody that i saw you know people 
uh, wanting to vote for and people that they were really supporting, Biden was like at the bottom. That's oh, why that's why this is this so was an surprising. upset. This yeah, was a exactly. come from behind. Like, let's not diminish this. Like, we all thought Sanders was going to have 500 delegates after yeah. last night and that Biden would trickle in maybe even after Bloomberg, yeah. which Bloomberg and was doing what, really well why, in California as, last time I checked. As someone, you know, who's wanting to get somebody out of office, like you can't just look at what's trending on Twitter and just expect it to happen. Again, you got to go to the polls yourself. <laughs> like, well, what are you preaching? At us? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, get out there and vote and take part in your census. Yeah, this right. public message brought from, to you vote by for, vote for whoever you want from three men who didn't vote yesterday. Get out and vote. I mean, I'll <laughs> be there in November. I mean, to be honest, I've never voted in a primary before. I have. I know. Um, I, I voted in the 2016 primary, and then I voted in the 2018 midterm. But I didn't feel like I had. I don't know. I'll expose too much if I talk anymore about this. <laughs> that's fair. So wait, do y'all, I guess, oh, that's true. Like after having listened to the podcast, you guys don't make it fully clear where you stand on political issues. Like you're, basically you guys probably will not say who you're going to vote for at this or who you would vote for at this time, would you? Um, I haven't even made that decision yet. So I can tell you it's probably not going to be Trump personally, yeah yeah <laughs> no i mean no i mean I, I i wasn't trying to like i'm also th- more pin y'all to the wall here no, either i'm also you know? more open-minded and not gonna get super angry at someone who would but well, just last episode i even said that my reasoning for for not voting for him even though he does help the or he you know the the economy's thriving or you know was before well that's a completely separate yeah, exactly, issue that we'll get exactly, into later exactly, but exactly. the point being that i i've presented on this podcast areas in which I'm sympathetic or even take a liking to the way that Trump delivers certain things because I, y'all know me, I'm kind of a straightforward booty hoe, um, (laughs) kind of blunt and just direct. And I like to just ask you foul questions right (laughs) off the bat when we're off air. And, um, yeah. So Michael, how do you feel about God or, you know, oh, like eternal, eternal damnation no, like, or, um, or the lack thereof? Oh, I, I, I was hoping we'd get to all of this, but let's well, stay on politics for a second. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I've, I've presented people that. that I would love to vote for Trump over, um, as a fiscal, you know, let, let, let's make money. Let's keep our money as much as we can as that type of person. You simply can't argue with some of the things that he's done. Yeah. And you're, you're affected more by it than I, like I'm just, I'm a school teacher that works for a, I'm, I'm not though because your tax refund was bigger this year like your deduction or whatever it was was better this year so like you have more money in your pocket because of these policies even at your salary level or whatever it is because we're we're technically the same i have equity that might be worth something i mean it's worth something now but yeah. it's not something to retire yeah, on yeah yeah i get you otherwise i'm a salaried guy like you touche completely all right so I experienced a benefit. We know Michael experienced a benefit. He's traveling all over the world getting bank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely would say that, you know, the as far as the, the tax policy goes, because, you know, finance can't stay away from this topic. But like as far as the tax policy goes, like one thing I I don't know how true this is. So maybe we need to look this up or whatever. But I did see a quote from Biden that said that, you know, he he would want to increase taxes on everyone who got who benefited from the tax cut which you know 
that was there was a, a lot of you know obviously it's going to affect the top percent yeah. the most but every like not everyone but the middle class was middle the greatest beneficiary of the tax cut so that you know that kind of here's the thing you you hear all of, you know all the uh the democrat side recently talk about want to raise taxes on the rich want to want to increase taxes want to do all that but just from you know a fiscal knowledge standpoint i'm i'm okay with paying more taxes if you're gonna tell me what you're gonna do with it but so far i mean i haven't even seen like a projected you know p l or balance sheet for this country you know from any of these candidates so i need someone to tell me like what are you going to spend that money on and not just we're just going to spend it on 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 health care like no like how much is it going to cost to put your plan into place? And then how is raising taxes going to get you there? You know, what are you going to supplement that with? Because you'd have to raise taxes an awful lot to do everything that every politician promises, which is, I guess that's the nature of the beast, right? Like you make a bunch of promises, you appeal to emotion, and then you do what you can when you get in there. But that for voters like me, that's not going to get me to move the needle for either side. Like you want to take money from me, you better explain why and how much it's going to cost. And you better hit those targets. Don't come back asking for more for the same project. Yeah. It's the one job where you can, you know, have this huge budget and not have to actually show any ROI or anything like that. But I thought that Trump's state of the union, uh, I've made this very clear was very um, data oriented and he had a lot of um, minorities present that had benefited from these data-driven policy initiatives that had lifted them out of poverty, off of welfare, off of food stamps, um, and and white people are on all of those things too, and they've been lifted as well. So it's kind of irrespective of race, even though every race has never had higher homeownership. And I, I'm still just carrying his water for him on this podcast. Like I need, but no, those but are just facts. Good points. That being said, did I want to vote for Klobuchar over him? Yeah, I did. I, did I? Would I vote for Bloomberg over him? Yeah, I would potentially. Um, Biden. Um, maybe, no, like I'm I'll, definitely I'll say not that. Sanders. I'll say that. And Sanders is going to flip people to Trump who are moderate Democrats who are still just like uh, we're capitalism based. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that became such a dirty word in this primary season and it's disgusting. Yeah. I'm mean, the Democrats based on all of this on, on all the dropouts and stuff that happened, they they've lost me as a voter. So it's between for me at this point, it's between Trump and whatever independent comes forth that actually has, you know, a pol- like a, a list of policies and a plan that I can actually stand behind. And that has the leadership experience that, that I believe would, align better with my moral values because we're we're once again walking into the same thing that we had last election for me at least which is do i vote for the lesser of two evils you know not not saying everyone is too evil but you get you get the expression you know um and and biden definitely not i just don't think that he has the mental fortitude right now to continue personally what and has then nothing Bernie, to do with, I just I don't with agree with most of his policies. Well, yeah, Bernie's is a separate issue. So but... then it's like between who, like the right. president now well, and it's a, someone else. It's an issue. It's a choice between everything becoming static and things continuing to be dynamic and and moving quickly. Because let's say that let's say Biden gets in, but 
you know, they don't flip the the Senate, for instance. Why are you laughing? No reason. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't want to derail this. Continue. Okay. Um, but let's say that he does that, and then it's just kind of like moderate Democrat centrism, you know, with like a, a House and a Senate that's controlled by Republicans, for instance. You're still laughing, too. <laughs> I just saw in your note sheet, Daylight Savings Time starts Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, big news. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you. I told you to let it go. You are the worst. <laughs> and yes, seasonal depression in Sunday for half of America, Brad. <laughs> no longer will the working masses want to off themselves at 4 o'clock when the sun is down and they're still at the office. You're right. Just because you're a teacher and you're off at 3.15. No, teachers you're, are always on the job. You're just podcasting and drinking a margarita by four. <laughs> Not true at all. <laughs> you know, I have to work to like, you know, way after that most nights. And I hate leaving and like walking through the rain and the cold. And the, you know, I mean, you've been in like Minnesota and stuff recently. Dude, it's so cold up there. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Well, it was negative 41 in Chicago, you said. Or was no, that no, no, that was trip? that was last year. It was like forty degrees, fifty degrees. Oh, I gotcha. Like 40, 45, whatever. Good old global it was warming. Nice. <laughs> I like, mean, we're coming out of winter. Like, can carbon emissions make the sun stay up longer? <laughs> no, but I think one of these candidates needs to put forth a policy that does away with switching our clocks back and forth. I don't I, really, uh, I don't just, think we need it anymore. I like it yeah. when the sun goes down at eight thirty. Personally, it's when I'm happiest because then you can actually do something after work. Mm. okay thanks for leaving me high and dry yeah no i mean i love like getting off of work and just being able to like drive around <laughs> well when you get off at 3 15 you're like wow i have six more hours of daylight I'm, during daylight savings i just have nothing on that because i'm i'm a consultant like yeah, when sure. i leave the office at 9 30 p.m and half the world is trying to go to sleep yeah. no now I, mean, I can be at the park for five hours <laughs> <laughs> just rollerblading <laughs> <laughs> I can picture you in like nice little booty shorts on rollerblades. Rollerblades. That's right. You know, just getting my tan on. Yeah. Well, Brad was uh, peeking over my show notes, and <laughs> that was one of them. I also wanted to tell. I forgot to tell you this story. I know I told you. I haven't told Michael, and I haven't told the podcast audience. But I completely forgot to tell this story last week. So, do you remember um, when I texted you about the big guy that I'd seen across the street at work? Yes. Don't say who it is. I'm okay. not. So I'll tell Michael the story then. So uh, you haven't been to hat. You, you haven't been down to this. You've been to the movie theater. Yeah. Okay. So Michael's been to the movie theater across the street from where I work at Hatchways in South Victory. And right around there, I'd been thinking to myself, I walked that Tom Thumb every day, get my lunch, come back. And between the AAC and the W Hotel, and the fact that they have like TM advertising right there and celebs are going in for voiceovers and they have live performances, obviously at AAC and channel eight is right there. So they have people in and out that are influential that they're talking to, that they're interviewing. I remember thinking like, I'm going to see some famous people down here. And when my boss had taken me to the, the stars game, we ran into Marty Turco, like in the alley, basically just like in plain clothes, That's chilling. Um, and I was like, dude, that was Marty Turco. And he's like, what? He's freaking out. Is he still involved with organization at all? Or is no, he just, no idea. Just the Dallas legend. He was totally plain clothes. Like the game was starting. We were running in late. So I think he was just there having a, a beverage prior to walking into the game. But um, anyway, That's cool. 
I remember thinking that, and then one day I'm sitting in the pod on floor one, and I look across the street, and there is a dude so yoked that you just know he has to play ball. Like, there's no way that he could maintain this physique being poor or having a real jo- another type of job. Yeah. So, plus, I recognized him. He had this very distinctive braid that started on either side of his head and then wound into one. And I, I just recognized him, but I couldn't – it was like right at the end of football season – you know, obviously MLB was starting back up, pitchers and catchers, um, basketball was going. I didn't know what sport. I just Googled like Dallas Cowboys with two <laughs> braids, like <laughs> really generic stuff. <laughs> so that was my Google search query. It didn't render the right result, so I just gave up. And I remember it locked in my brain. I was like, that guy's a pro baller. Yeah. Turns out I'm on Instagram two days later and the NFL – posts on their Instagram. So they're like 15 million followers. Uh, NFL rushing champion, Derek Henry from the Tennessee Titans that yeah. I talked about so much on this show in the postseason because he was inspirational. Turns out it was him. What was he doing in Dallas? So that's another interesting thing. There's a strength and conditioning coach on Lamar Street that is renowned. And he has a revolving door of like the world's best class at Best class athletes. Say it ten times fast. Investigative. I thought he was about to swear or something. Drum roll, please. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> Gerald's tweet was so fun. Do you need to get on Twitter? We need to get yeah. my. I was thinking. I just downloaded the app the other day. Okay, awesome. are you view only or what's your deal? What do you mean? Like are you are private? You, I think I've got like eighteen tweets out there. Oh, you so you are active. I mean, I was like in college. Do we still? Is it the same account that I follow? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I think I follow it must I must have used it after college because I have both of you on there. Sweet. I just checked and I was like, cool. And then I haven't opened it again. Sorry. Nice. Yeah. Oh, while Working we're on the topic on of Twitter, I do have Twitter news. <laughs> Today's mustard. Um, Twitter has announced a new little. Uh... Hold on, folks. He's like, hold on. Breaking news. We'll, well get to like, it in a minute. It's like their version of Instagram and Facebook stories. So they're they're calling it Fleet, and now Twitter is also going to have like this story option where you can post it for twenty four hours. Question: Separate app or is it the same app? Same app. And they call it Fleet. Fleet, maybe. Man, they need to hire someone in marketing. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it's the same app. <laughs> stories. Like, we still just want to edit our tweets. Stories <laughs> make sense to me. So wait, is it going to be the same format? It's just a tweet that disappears in twenty four hours. Yeah. Boy, get ready uh, for a bunch of D pics in your Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> as, on Twitter, as I'm talking about this, RIP Twitter is trending because everybody's so pissed off about this. Why is that? Because well, a lot of people are just like, we just wanted an edit button, which is also stupid. Like Twitter, Twitter's not a platform where you should have an edit button because that would make zero sense. Like, what you're gonna oh. get? You're gonna get a million retweets, and then somebody's gonna edit and be like, I like to kill kittens. Like instead of whatever you retweeted, like that makes zero sense. Hmm. Wow. Well, appreciate that example. Um, yeah. <laughs> very extreme. Oh, I get that's, the. I, I get yeah, what you're that's saying. the point. It is extreme. I get yeah. the sentiment that you know people think it's for typos, but other people it would be revisionist history. Yeah, that would be insane. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I I think I don't know. I've always kind of viewed it as. I mean, I they expanded their characters at some point, right? Here's how in touch I am with Twitter. Like it was 140. Some, yeah, it was 140 and you used to like just be able to rock that. And that was it. It's very much like short thoughts. I mean, 
I've seen Donald Trump's tweets and he like throws an ellipsis at the end of it and just keeps going for <laughs> for yeah. 15 <laughs> tweets. And I'm like, I can't, I hope this isn't a policy message because I'm not going to read all of this, but no, just a threat to another leader. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. Just a, <laughs> not policy, just, just a, just a threat war. to another nuclear power. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah, so it is that. within the same app. And I will say, um, the one thing that I can think about as far as like editing, make it like a two to like three character limit maybe, but then you could still get around and like change, you know, something like can to can or any, you know, yeah, something completely opposite, but it would limit that happening, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, that's my today's mustard. Continue. So fleet. I, I just don't like the idea that now there's another, I mean, I get it. Every, yeah, every platform is trying to do it, but, one story's location is good enough for me. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the fact that all these platforms are just becoming the same thing kind of, it makes me less likely to get on Twitter, to be honest. Yep. Now I'm not like, Oh, what content is going to be out there? That's not on Instagram. I'm just going to, I mean, Twitter, the reason why I was going to like that, I've downloaded it that I've kind of considered getting back on is because there's kind of more local news, stuff yeah, like that, more news. like very much like different. It's a different type of content. It's a search engine too. Like, like yeah. any Facebook is happening. like, is like the angry one where you talk about your flat tire and how much you hate your life. Instagram is where you have some ideal life that you are aspirational to live at some yeah, point. Look at my amazing and life. then like Twitter is more of like, here's some things that are happening. You here's know, it's more of like you attain that life. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the fact that they're all just the same thing, you know, they're like, we're going to do it to ourselves before Facebook does it to us. Right. <laughs> Facebook's going to be like, introducing tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Made by Facebook. Well, Facebook, so they'd be called pages. Going back to politics real quick about social Michael, media. Like, yeah, that's that, true. That's the big uh, two-faced nature to this that I have a problem with Sanders where he's like, the billionaire class is the most evil thing in the world. But what is he doing most of his promotions on? Probably Facebook. Like he's using the things that they built. He's taking advantage of the communal goodness and the rising tide of the, the tools that you have to be able to create to attain billions of dollars. Yeah, I've had this all over it. I've it's had like the you same use feeling. Google, bro. You use planes. You use gasoline. Like where, where, where did I get off on this? I should know? never have to hear about anti-capitalism because I really wish that people lived what they believed and these anti-capitalists would not be using the most capitalist companies on earth to communicate their message. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Bernie Sanders wants to put the tax on everybody. Like only the rich people though. And only like gets on his private jet and goes flies to one of his three houses with his millions of dollars in the bank. Like yeah. where is, where is the, you know, the, the true equity in that? Like where, where is your message meeting up with what you're actually doing? All I'm saying is that you can't use tools that have led to market share <laughs> or like, yeah, you, you're not allowed to take advantage of the tools created for you that create the class that you are demonizing. That's the big problem. It's not most, most billionaires would tell you I'm fine with my taxes being raised a little bit because I'm already in the level where I don't even know where I'm at in terms of the zeros. It's, but it's so complicated. It's the though. demonization of that class where like, it's not cool. Like when did Jeff Bezos go from being like the most legendary inspirational character ever to Satan, you know? I mean, it, it not Jeff Bezos, doesn't he typically vote left? Uh, I don't know. I mean, a lot of those like tech 
billionaires vote for sure. vote to the left. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the whole tax thing, like raising taxes on billionaires and stuff. It's it's not going to just be on billionaires. There's so many more far-reaching economic consequences of that, and they're not going to absorb taxes the same way that normal wage earner would. Most of their taxes are in capital gains. Like Jeff Bezos's like net worth, like he's worth what 170 billion. You know, yeah. last time I looked, um, that's not in cash. It's not like he has a stack of cash just like sitting around. You know, that'd be yeah. like that's unbelievable. It, it's in the value of his company, and it's in the value of his business. And when he sees those gains by selling that stock in pieces or or whatever, he's not going to pay the same tax rate that everyone else is. Like he's going to pay the same tax rate that you would if you sold your stock. Right. You know. So it, it, it's a complicated argument all the way around. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting that how it, it, the, the most, I don't know, boldface example of this that I can remember is Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street was like very anti-capitalist, very, you know, anti-big corporations, all of that good stuff. And yet they, and like everyone out there was like on their iPhones and... <laughs> You know, like they go into their expensive colleges. Yeah. I mean, not everyone, obviously, it's it's wrong to generalize, but there are there were a bunch of them out there True. that were not living were a bunch of white kids. what they were saying. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. it's kind of a similar you just, you can't similar attitude, but then take advantage of the the good products that were born and created as a result of you know as a driver of the wealth being created is my main point. It's it reminds me of that Tom Segura special where he's like. I can't get these people that wear cowboy hats like at airports and are like, well, howdy, miss. <laughs> He's like, if you dress like a cowboy in public, you have to do everything like a cowboy. He's yeah. like, I don't want to see you on a plane, train, or phone. <laughs> <laughs> then he starts, he does this like cowboy thing where he's like, well, I'll tell you what, I tell you what, Los Angeles must be fine this time of year. <laughs> he goes, yeah, buddy, it is. And I'll see you there in six months when you get there on your bleeping horse. <laughs> no, he said they shouldn't be able to uh, ride, in, ride in cars or look at planes. <laughs> Dude, did you hear that he got a two-deal special with Netflix and one is in Spanish? No, but that's exciting. Really? Yeah. You know, he, is he full Peruvian? Is that what it is? Uh, is he full? Yeah, I think he's like fuller. At least half. half. I thought he was full. He could be. But yeah, he looks white, and so that, that he jokes about nobody expecting him to speak uh, Spanish. Fluent Spanish. But I knew he was doing a um, a tour uh, where he was incorporating like Latino dates. Dude, Netflix is having their first comedy festival. Really? Yeah, Netflix is a joke. How are they having a conference and everybody else's conference? My Dude, boss was supposed to be so at a conference this week, and they got canceled. Like... Coronavirus has canceled everybody this I don't lately. know. They just announced it like this week. So, I mean, I'm sure they've taken it. It's probably the future. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it distance, it's after probably. containment. Um, but uh, Chris D'Elia is going to be there. Amy Wong, like tons and tons. Tom Segura and uh, Bert are going to be there. Dude, wh where is it? When? I think in Los Angeles. Oh, man. I would love yeah. to go to like Just for Last Montreal or yeah. any of those big... Uh, Skankfest, that's going to be in Houston in a couple weeks. Who's going to be there? Uh, all the Skankfest guys. Um, that's like, have you seen their podcast with Rogan? Yeah. I, uh, Louis, Louis Gomez. Yeah. I, well, they've Dave been on Bird. a couple times, right? right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I Bro. think I saw like 
the first one, not the most recent. Yeah, apparently they were like accused of not going in hard enough on that one. So they went back and they immediately were like just dropping curses and like, you know, random epithets or whatever yeah. that were like terrible because apparently a lot of people gave them uh, crap for going really soft on that one. What do, oh. you, what do you April 27 to May 3. Dude, this lineup includes Dave Chappelle, David Letterman, Amy Schumer, Ali Wong, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, Jane Fonda. Jamie Foxx, Sarah Silverman, Kevin Hart, Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg, Martin Lawrence, Ken Jong. Like that is Ken Jong. No kidding. Yeah, I would love to go to that. Yeah, it's a really. Good I kept waiting for Louis C.K.'s name to get spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't well, sound like it's not going to happen. Yeah. He he's he'll about ready, right? In, he'll probably. Be I don't. In the I don't room. think. It's. I don't think right. they'll attach themselves there yet. When you Netflix say has a pretty getting ready, like ready to come back. Yeah, no. I don't. I'm I don't. Netflix kidding. has a pretty. Where were you about to go with that? I was just curious. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what a little smug, dude. Dude, you are so, such a little instigator, so, so man. As as no, a... I mean, what did he get in trouble for? You know, like <laughs> you are so. Oh my god, you are, dude. It, you're the reason we so keep true. this clean, and then you were like, "Hey, what's he getting ready to do?" He's like, "Carson, say something bad. Drop an f bomb." Yeah, it's all he... about the tightrope act. You love throwing the sin up and watching me dunk that sin in the basket. Hey, you? but as a listener, I love that too. That is, it's, it's pretty funny. Oh yeah. I mean, you, before you, you before you even call him face? out, you before you even call line. him out, I, I like, I, I see Brad, I see Brad like starting a sentence and I'm like, where's this going to go? And then he just stops and he's like, yeah, Carson, be like ready to fire off one. And so, I so many times the you can just see, and I just want to see how many you can catch. My dad and I were on a ski lift this weekend, and I was like, I could not believe that Brad was just talking about me jerking up. And I was like, we're literally getting off a, a lift, and I turn to my dad and I go, he's talking about a wet dream. And <laughs> <laughs> we just both burst out laughing and went down the mountain. And I was like, I can't believe that Brad crossed those lines last week. Well, you brought it up. I just you know, No, I didn't. I never brought up being aroused by that dream. Okay. We're talking about a dream that scared me as a child, and you're thinking about wet dreams. That's what you're thinking about. No. Yes. You were talking about – You went from Cruella to talking about other uh, cartoons that you thought oh, were attractive. All right. Yeah. But still. Okay. Still. You went there so last I week. I did go there, and I'll take you know my fair share. <laughs> my fair share. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were we trying to discuss? Comedy. Comedy special. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. That's an, is, yeah, that's wild. What dude. what is that going to result in for Netflix syndication? Exactly, is it just a festival? Or are they obviously going to? Well, I mean, all, all already all of these people like already have. Is Netflix, Netflix going to have specials. a live version in the future? Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, oh they my will. Goodness, they're yeah, all dude. about content, and like they they haven't tried to get into streaming. They haven't like they they have purely focused on visual content so having having a live would like a live version would make a lot of sense yeah. for them and it would be yeah it would be amazing it's right in their wheelhouse and just to have the backing of all of these comedians <laughs> like it really legitimizes it i love the tagline yeah. because a festival for crime documentaries wasn't as fun <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a, a it's like a, what do you call music it? a festival. festival yeah it's like a festival yeah, the poster does poster. look. I, yeah, I would think gonna, this is like gonna be different Coachella or you know anything like that. That's crazy. man, what a lineup though. Yeah. Jeez, wild, wild. Love to go to that man. How think about this though? What does this cost Netflix? 
Like that's gotta be, that's gotta be a very, very expensive festival. Like the number of like top level comedians, yeah, they're actors. Like that's a, that's a real, that's a real commitment for them. You know, this Where is very is much, a, yeah. we expect Where, this to succeed. Precisely. Um, I'll find out because it, depending on how many heads they can cash in and treat it like a live show from that P&L perspective, because think about it, like Dave, when Dave and Joe go on the road to like Seattle, Tacoma or whatever, and they sell out 20,000 seats at an average of $150 a pop, let's say, what is that? What's the math on that? I don't know. You look at me like I'm a, like I'm a quant. Like I don't. I, I look at you like a human calculator sometimes. Yeah, it it doesn't work though. Like I'm good at Excel, not math. So <laughs> you're very good at Excel. Um, so, <laughs> but if you think about it that way, like how much is uh, Dave and Joe grossing from something like that? Like it's probably a seven figure payday each time Dave hits the stage. I mean, a major arena for gross. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it costs a lot to put that kind of show on, but yeah, yeah, they're 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 making. I'd say like. A good six figures. Technically, it doesn't take like let's say that you because uh, Dane Cook had the model where he like rented out the arena and did everything himself, and really all you need is like a circular stage and a microphone and the AV to you know be hooked up just like yeah. a normal game. I like, mean, but you don't need like props and a set. The and facility, all of this. like the the, the stadium, is stadium the is astronomical, astronomically expensive. You have to have security. You have like all the vendors that are in the vendors, right, but and a lot of that is going to come included in an all inclusive price with the venue. Right, which is expensive. So let's call it five hundred grand. And you have a film crew, which is not. Like you got the film crew there. That's the gonna film be, crew. That's going to expensive to edit the. It post. could likely be more expensive for the film crew than the venue, in my opinion. Potentially, yeah. Potentially, I mean, I think it just. Depends how much on, would it cost to rent the AAC for the night? I don't know. Like when you really think about it, it it's not a million dollars. When you really, it's not a million dollars. So what if it was two hundred and seventy thousand? You know, with stalls, merchants, nachos, yeah. beer, all of that. What if it was two hundred and seventy thousand, and then you pack? Somebody get a calculator. What if you take twenty thousand people? Yeah. So while you're doing that, um, the venues, there's many venues. So it's going to be like at the Hollywood Bowl, Wilshire, the Regent, the Orpheum Theater. It's going to be multiple spots. So Netflix's thing is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's okay. not even like different stages in a field. It's different locations. Here's here's Netflix's play here. Depending on how long those sets are, they just put together like a a series. Totally. You know, they're they're, they're double putting, putting the together. Content. Yeah, that content. Twenty thousand sure. times one hundred and fifty dollars a head is three million gross. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about like if you rent the stadium for sub five hundred. I bet the venue costs more than you think. I'm sure it does. I bet there's like either but percentage it's not cut a million or dollars. something like that. And they're getting 20 venues total. What does like what does Ticketmaster take off of those ticket sales? You know? Well, but the comedians that are going private now, like Louis messed around with like, remember when he Louis, sold but, his own Yeah, DVD? yeah. But so, I mean, there's still an administration cost to that. Like to, to sell your own tickets, make they're sure they're verified, Stripe. all that good stuff. Like they're, there's... They're going, they're going on their own and they're using Stripe. Like Rogan was talking about creating his own YouTube the other day. Isn't Ellen doing that? Have you heard that? Ellen too? I haven't heard that. No. Yeah. She created her own content sharing platform. That's like a YouTube rival. Um, but I mean, I know that Rogan has investigated like blockchain related concepts because I know he doesn't want to, he's already the freest man on earth, but 
you know, he still is reliant on Apple Podcasts and YouTube predominantly for a majority of his distribution uh, and, and revenue models. Yeah. Yeah. A part of me is almost like, I bet the comedians are willing to take like a little cut because this is going to be promo for them. I'm sure they can sell a bunch of merch just like, you know, you would at music festivals. And then also um, just like being in the comedy realm, like this would be a really cool opportunity for them, right? A hundred percent. They're already going to take a ding because they're joining a, a much larger lineup because I know that Dave Chappelle makes seven figures every time he touches an arena stage. Yeah. Um, but what I just thought of that, you know, is kind of a major dumb moment is that if Dave already has like a four, a four special deal with Netflix, this is like one of the things that he has to do. You know what I mean? Like it's Essentially. just, you got to show up to this festival for a half hour. Yeah, Maybe they negotiated that on the last round. You got to think it's like a, a yeah. throw in or something, yeah. you know? And he comes up with a new hour every five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Do the math on that. No. He's, he's the greatest among us. I think the other cost that we like weren't even thinking about is managers, management. Like you have your managers, your agents, like all of those. Those people siphon off ten percent plus off the top. They're a constant leech. So that's actually you know what chunk of change. You know what the actual biggest like fabrication cost is for the actual show? Bags for phones. Rogan said that was oh, exorbitant. Yeah, the new uh, the new model that they're doing. Were you the one at brunch the other day that had the tape? Yeah, so I went to a concert to see Lane 8, shout out, like my most listened to artist of the decade, and I discovered this guy like a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. So every day at work, like listen to this guy's podcast. And so I went to see him live, and uh, amazing show. But we all had to line up before getting into the venue, and they had this removable tape that they basically would tape up your phone camera and they would throw you out if they saw someone with a, a camera out. And it was incredible. Like it was the most present show I've ever been to. I didn't have to look at the artist through the guy's phone that's mm-hmm. they're holding above their head in front of me. Like everyone was very much like in the energy of the concert. I loved it. And it like the whole idea is like when you go in, they also give you like a, a business card, which I just took out of my wallet and put away at home. But it basically said, you know, no cameras, like no posting this, just live in the moment. This never happened. Hmm. Something to that effect. But that this never happened is kind of his like motif. I think it's right. his record label is even called called that. It but. seemed like a much more efficient way to do that rather than have you check your bag, you know, your phone into a bag or into a locker. Like, because he and Shelly comes to brunch the next day and they've got this like perfect tape like wrapped all the way around the perimeter of the phone it's like a very thin strip and it just perfectly covers the camera uh, yeah. essentially nice. and they it, i think they were wearing it like a badge of honor or <laughs> something to keep remembering the show but i yeah. remember looking at that and i was thinking why are they messing with bags when this is available i think so i think it's i guess audio too audio Louis, that that's what YouTube i was thinking that, that he got in trouble for wasn't even video the the risk of your content getting out there the you know lane eight is not performing a whole bunch of like brand new tracks live he's performing songs that you probably already heard maybe a remix of that there's no uh you know risk of oh this content gets out there and it ruins it for someone else right but if you're just straight up filming a comedy show like those jokes 
probably haven't seen the recorded light of day yet. And you're kind of banking on that in order for to get people to watch the special. Yeah. Like comedy is all just about surprise. Yeah. And if you ruin that surprise then it's not funny anymore. Right. Yeah. Typically. Cool. My dad texted me um, a day or two ago and he's like, Hey, what was that comedian uh, who uh, uh, was a Christian? Theo Vaughn, baby. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, you're going to go watch that special, huh? <laughs> yeah. Let me know. <laughs> I don't I don't know if he's a Christian, but he's one of God's boys. Yeah, he's God's definitely boys. one of God's boys. And they walked out of there with Jesus in their hearts. <laughs> he's Is that his only Netflix special? Yeah. yeah. I searched him the other I've, day. I've been wanting him to release another one because that one, I know y'all rewatched oh, it. He's also going to be like this. Uh, oh, that's horse. He's like a de facto. Maybe he'll make a new special before then so yeah. he can promote it there. Feels like it's been a while. I, it's been a long time. Years. I remember I saw that special three times the week it came out. Saw yeah. it with you, saw it with Sergio, and then I saw it again that I showed someone else. Like, I, Did we I watch it together forward. for the first time? Yeah. And we're, we just like yeah. mystified. Just the, the greatest thing in the world is when you stumble across it. You're like, oh, yes. okay, five minutes. And then it's like, the, it's like Theo Vaughn. It's like yeah. watching Dave Chappelle's first. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Um, cause I watched it for the first time with Gerald and like, we still watch it all the time and laugh just as hard. He needs to come out with some new stuff. Did some of guys... those jokes don't hold up though. I mean, there, there's a lot of funny that's still on there, but even Theo's like, man, there's probably some stuff I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, say now. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's like, I want to replace more of, that. Over the years. We're yeah. Sort of it's Nation's like, it's got more politically. Correct yeah. The and... political correctness has I mean, made some of that then. stuff like, whoa, that's, uh, it's kind of aggressive, Yeah, but I don't know. Overall, I think he's still hilarious. I'd I'd love to see some new content though, because yes, other than sure. his like his rants on the podcast and yeah, I mean, beat on I listen to his podcast T Fat well, K and would love to hear just his, his you guys jokes. listen to the the King and the Sting. No, so I I I'll listen to I listen to all of those like all Rogan's crew and like that comedy crew. I listen to those intermittently. So I used to listen to every episode of everything, but I've kind of reduced my media consumption to a great degree and so it's a lot of it a lot of it comes from like recommendations so brad the curator if you want to put together like a weekly two weekly weekly two like podcast recommendations like i just put episode 21 10 times buddy (laughs) (laughs) no 10 is too 10 is too many but like yeah like i i listen for those who don't know what i'm talking about i listen to brad's weekly 10 it's called the weekly 10 on spotify and it's it's great. Like he puts together songs of like all kinds of genres, just 10 songs per week. And I listen to that thing like over and over again on flights at work, stuff like that. And so I've started calling him Brad, the curator. Uh, <laughs> like I, I'm, I I'm just waiting for him to like put together like, Hey, where do I, where should I eat like dinner this week? Like what do I, <laughs> or like this month or whatever, you know, like put it like Brad over here at weekly media LLC, like right. throwing and it down. Yes. The weekly 10 existed before, the weekly catch up. It did. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, now I you didn't know about your. I thought that was intentional. Wait. So that that wasn't intentional. Not at all. No. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you got to go with like I think you're kind of rolling with the brand at this point, right. right? We just have different uh, <laughs> different areas of monetization. I see. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. This if week. I. <laughs> <laughs> you can be. You can be. <laughs> the weekly startups. <laughs> Okay. If song six is like a commercial for me undies, I'm gonna delete that pod, that <laughs> that list on Spotify. Don't do that to me, Brad. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not 
it's I, I feel like Swahoo should sponsor us at this point. No, they're Truly. they're not going to do that after like those mid the middle episodes that y'all did where y'all just yeah, roasted their marketing hands. department. I Heavily. think that it would be big on their part to sponsor us. <laughs> it'd be uh, yeah. it would definitely be an example of turning the other cheek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, practice what you preach. Going. <laughs> There was something I was going to say after that Theo Vaughn thing. Um, oh, did you guys catch, uh, do you guys ever watch uh, Whiskey Ginger? No. What is that? Andrew Santino? No. So he had on Little Dicky the other day, but he had him oh. on as Dave. And they, Dave has a show coming yeah, out. Yeah, it's on FX. Yeah, and uh, uh, Andrew Santino's on it. And it was a really interesting vein into Lil Dicky's life, which is, you know, he was an advertising copywriter. He's yeah. an interesting dude. He's mad freestyler. And it was, he was talking about the same thing as like what Theo is maybe now struggling with, which is he hasn't put out an album in five years. And so he's like, that's why I've been kind of hiding. Like, he's like, you'll see me on Instagram and stuff more once the show comes out, once the original music comes out. But it's been five years. Yes. Yeah. And that was a crazy album well and and the thing is a lot of those songs we'd heard before from if you would follow because shout out sergio sergio actually got me on to ld from um all the youtube videos um and he actually was hilarious Mm -hmm. on there he put out that lion king freestyle is still like one of my go-tos like he's he's awesome and yeah like he I he he disappeared. He was supposed to come on tour to Dallas. Um, he had a bunch of dates lined up. He was going to come to Dallas last year, and then he canceled to do the show. Yeah. So he better come out with a what's the darn good that? show, and Just, he uh, better come out with a good uh, album comedy. next. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. The most recent thing he's done musically, he was featured on Justin Bieber's new album. So he talks yeah. about that, and he talks about how he's the only feature on that re- on that. What, what is it? CD, yeah, <laughs> album, um, set of songs, yeah, <laughs> collection, <laughs> collection. Um, he's like when the biggest pop star in the world like calls you up, and apparently Bieber told him like, "Dude, you're one of my favorite rappers. Like, you're one of the most like gifted rappers in the game at this time." That just means he's gonna be in the next roast of Bieber. <laughs> yeah. He's about to get Chris right. Ooh, true. Who was the last roast? The Comedy Central has like walled off those permissions so much. Yeah, I it's hard know. to. It's hard to get at them i know bruce willis was in the last couple of years there was one after him though i feel like i know alec baldwin i think um it doesn't matter yeah. anyway um well, didn't donald trump get roasted yeah yeah when absolutely he, i need to watch that one that's where amy schumer got her start no that was charlie sheen he, i think she and jeselnik were on trump oh lord oh An- yeah anthony jeselnik roasted and, trump yes trump was present let me just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. let me just add oh. this to my to do list no for Wait, this we week. think that he just started doing crazy stuff he's been on tv for 50 years like <laughs> yeah i just I yeah i just it. like for some reason it just clicked i was like wait didn't didn't trump have oh roast? yeah oh man comedy that's central roast definitely, of definitely gonna go back and watch that they even say seth mcfarland says um he mocks him for wanting to become president because it was right before was this after the uh the lion king obama uh, White House Correspondents Dinner incident. Because a lot Maybe. of folks point to that as like yeah. when he decided like, oh, you tell me that I'll, that, oh, you're president and I'm not going to be president ever. Game on. In the latest one, I can't remember who was being roasted, but I remember Nikki Glaser having an amazing moment. If that helps you. Recall. No, she's like the new Amy Schumer. Okay. Um, she on the roast scene anyway. Yeah. Amy doesn't do them anymore. She doesn't seem to do a lot of things anymore. 
yeah, she's going to be at this festival. Yeah, that's why I was kind of surprised because I don't know. I feel like her act changed a lot. She used to be just her show. Do you guys ever catch her show inside Amy Schumer? Yeah, it was very self degrading, right? Or no? No, I thought it was brilliant. Like okay, yeah. maybe, her, maybe her I'm just thinking of her stand-up. No, societal she, things she, was brilliant. She did, yeah, she did. It was self-deprecating for sure. Like yeah. she, she definitely had those those moments, and um, yeah, it was it was a fun show. It really, I, really I enjoyed good. I enjoyed that show. You should check that out at some point. All right. But she got married, and I don't think that she's as funny. I anymore. thought she, I thought she was really just trying to focus on acting. I thought that's why we hadn't heard anything from her because she has, she's done a couple movies. Like she did yeah. one with like was it Goldie Hawn or somebody or, yeah, maybe not. Maybe that's not. There's somebody like she did like some other. She had one with Bill Hader or yeah, yeah. That was Bill the one. Hader? That was the one with uh, LeBron James was in that one. Too. Yeah, yeah. Trainwreck. That was funny. I actually, I actually enjoyed that movie. I think I saw I did it. Too, I thought it was pretty but funny. I wouldn't say because of her. No, I, I mean, I, in, in my opinion, Bill, Bill Hader is an amazing yeah, actor. Hader. Like, dude, do you watch his show? Barry. Yeah. All day. Like yeah. that show is what is amazing. On? It's on uh, HBO. Yeah. It's great. HBO is like they're they're so good with content right now. After just totally botching Game of Thrones, like the ending of that show. Yeah. They're really making up for it. Like they've got Barry, they've got Chernobyl, mm-hmm. Succession. Do you watch Succession? Succession's amazing. Dude, that's just the intro alone. It just it just makes me all fired up to do deals and stuff. Yes. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's yeah, that, that intro song, uh yeah, that's yeah. on my Push on one of my playlists. Push a T came out with like a verse over that beat. Oh man. Yeah, that's amazing. All right. Just need to add that to my to-do list as well yeah all right i'm just writing down get an hbo login <laughs> i actually Obtain think i have several login. i know stacy sent me hers after we last talked but i just haven't i normally watch bill maher on youtube um when i can bootleg it but yeah that's cool barry yeah bill yeah. hater's hilarious bill hater plays like a hitman who wants to get into acting yeah he's like done with and, the hitman but, life and, it, and it's made it's like a dark humor um dramedy like it's not like the slapstick type of thing it's 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 no, I would really expect well done. that yeah he's deep yeah he's, he's really interested did you see when he played hollywood at one of the roasts Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, no the president of hollywood like the godfather of hollywood he comes out in like a, a track suit and he's like got on black aviators and he's supposed to be this older jewish gentleman and um he's like roasting everybody and uh, he's like well, Seth MacFarlane, no uh, Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill. Why do we need two of these guys? <laughs> and then he introduces oh, himself true. to Jeff Ross. He's like, "Hey Jeff Ross, I'm Hollywood. We've never met." <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's a great joke. They always go so hard on Jeff Ross nowadays because do. he's done so many of them, and he's so good at it too. Yeah, yeah. Like he's. Do you watch Roast Battle? Ever? I've seen some episodes. Yes, yeah. It's pretty funny. So, like, if I'm on the road, that's probably the most that I watch any Comedy Central stuff. Yeah. Because I don't have, like, a YouTube TV or a cable or whatever. YouTube TV is – they're broadening their uh, offerings, too. Yeah. Isn't they're, it essentially just, like, a cable subscription or basically. dish or whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah. you just get just all the channels. Stream. Yeah. Like, and they even just added um, – I think they added some of the premium channels here recently. Hmm. Maybe even HBO is coming to YouTube TV. Really? They're brokering big deals. It went up to – I pay $55 a month for it now. I pay YouTube – like seventy dollars a month between YouTube Premium and YouTube TV. Oh, you do both? I do both. Yeah, I've been thinking about cutting one of those since I went back to work, obviously. But mm-hmm. 
I haven't yet. Because <laughs> once you experience YouTube with no commercials whatsoever, yeah, and also it lets you close the app and go do other things. So, so I don't, don't like to you don't download need Spotify. Podcasts. Basically, I don't ever that's use Spotify. You, Plus, I use YouTube Music. They have their own music streaming service as well. What's and, the content depth on that, though? Are we talking like Apple Music deep, or was it t- title deep? Anything you want. But you can also do the lyrics version. You can do the song version. You can do the music video version, and you can X out of all of that too. Yeah. So if I'm playing golf, I'm streaming YouTube. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure YouTube's uh, library is plus they allow you to close fast. the app, so it's like for me, perfect. I still love Spotify. Like as far as music goes, I just love Spotify because it curates. It'd be so hard for me to switch off. It's, it's just so much easier to find new new music. Yeah, I honestly though I will say I think Pandora's like recommendation algorithm or yeah. whatever. I think they're number one for that. Then I think you should sell or, Spotify. Then I think Spotify. Yeah, if they if they combine, it would be they'd face regulation. Who bought issues. the Ringer? Was it Spotify? I'm not familiar with the Ringer. No, the Ringer. Bill Simmons. Oh yeah, Spotify. Uh, was okay. that Spotify? Yeah, that's Spotify. How much did they buy that for? I don't remember. Uh, didn't Barstool Sports sell for like, or did they get a big investment or something? Hmm. Are you guys familiar with those guys? I know bars. I didn't y'all talk about this like a few know. weeks ago? I don't know if we I discussed bars. I think it came I think up. You brought it up. Yeah. Okay. But I don't remember. I, I. Yeah, I think I think it was the same thing. This is a question of like what did it sell for? What was their investment or whatever? Yeah. I mean, Bill Simmons is a very rich man now. After what happened yeah. to ESPN back in the day, where like this exodus just happened, like starting with Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick used to be my favorite. And after he left, nothing was ever the same. Like Mike and Mike split up. Um, I think that's where like Bob Iger, you know, who just stepped down as CEO of Disney. um, Like, I think he is the content king. Like I, one of my Christmas gifts from my beautiful fiance, Shelly was Bob Iger's masterclass. Like, so on, on the masterclass site, like I think he is top notch. Like he's one who, like bought Pixar after mm-hmm. Michael Eisner, the former CEO was like, yeah, we'll just work with them or we'll cut them out. And Bob, Bob Iger was like, this is essential to our like survival and our animation business. And so he did to put into like, put into frame, like he did the Pixar, Pixar deal. He did the Lucasfilm deal, the Marvel deal. Um, he did the Fox yeah. deal. ESPN. Yeah. ESPN was is part of there. And the, the only place where he was like slipping as far as content goes, I think is ESPN. I think ESPN for the most part has stayed pretty static since they since they've been around for a long time. Like yeah. think about it. Like Sports they, Center. Yeah, they attempted Sports Center. It's like the greatest show someone. on television. Who? And then you have Romo. Oh, you never followed up on that. It was just announced this. I think between last episode and now that uh, he's staying. Well, good. He made yeah, the right decision. He definitely did. I don't know why you would go to you. I haven't gotten even Stephen A. Smith, uh, I know, has had troubles with the network. And it seems like they can't retain any of the big boys once they reach a certain status. Yeah. And I also think that with there was a big thing with Trump and Jamel Hill and uh, what you could say. I know Kurt Schilling got escorted out because he was – to pro Trump or had said something. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, Disney, Disney in general is a pretty, uh, left leaning company as far as their leadership and, you know, the 
general nature of like being in, in journalism and of that sort is like people are typically more left-leaning. So I could see that, you know, from a culture perspective that they wouldn't want, they wouldn't want you being too pro Trump. But at the same time, like if I was, if I, if I was Disney, I would say you just want to stay out of politics for the most part. Like this isn't what we do. We have ABC that we own as part of the Disney umbrella. Let them handle the politics. You just stay on the news. Like, or on, on the sports, um, you know, I I think that I think that's where they really excel. And when they start drifting too far into other lanes, is when right. yeah. Like, but how are you going to cover Colin on Kaepernick other? and not address the issue? Yeah, like, well, you I should. Think that's yeah, what instigated Colin Kaepernick, Trump. I think you know all of these yeah. different protests and different things like that. Like they couldn't not say something at some point. I guess I don't really. I didn't really follow it. I haven't watched ESPN. Religious, like I only watch the Golf Channel, so yeah. I mean, the whole reason I have CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and the Golf Channel. I don't know. It's not good for ads, I guess, for for ad revenue. But in in my opinion, it's like when you get to those like Colin Kaepernick type stories, shoot down the middle. Like try to report the facts from both sides and like try to be, you know, um, fair to the story itself um, rather than having like an extreme level of bias. And then get back to what you do best, which is talking about sports. I, I really don't think, you know, maybe I'm ignorant here, but I don't think that like most people are going to ESPN for their hard hitting, like political, political news. Content. You know what I mean? No, that's not like their number one go to. So, you know, make a statement on it or whatever, and then get back into the business of what you're doing, yeah. which is, in my opinion, promoting the UFC. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> See, I just wedged that in there. Yeah. I was nice, playing nice chess segue. with this one. That's what a segue is called, Brad. Um, I'm the segue like, king. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, because like, we gonna... had the song. Gonna... <laughs> we did the intro. We're back. We what more do you want from me, man? No, so much more. Um, <laughs> you don't get it. <laughs> I feel like you had a cleanup to dreams. do on the last you were trying to talk Tyson Fury with me and I was like we'll have Michael on sometime and he'll tell us about yeah, this or you know, something. Yeah, I tried talking about that. I brought up NASCAR and you're just poo-pooing all over it. Make yeah. NASCAR year round. NASCAR the largest spectator sport in yeah, America. It is. Exactly. It is. Yeah. Um it's I did mention to, before we do talk about that. Um, I mentioned <laughs> NASCAR. <laughs> well, not NASCAR necessarily. But, um Tony Romo, he was he signed for seventeen point five million to make him the you know most paid announcer ever. I didn't know that. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, a over year? the good for a him. year for the next ten years. How about his toy Aikman right now? Crazy. He's like making more than he yeah. made when he played. Yeah. It's like fo- exactly. football, like playing football oh is not where he's gonna goodness. make his, his wealth. And you can do announcing for a long time. They're like, and Jim Dance took a twenty five percent pay cut to make <laughs> this happen. He's like, Hello friends. It's as if CBS keeps the NFL, CBS keeps Romo. And Romo makes hundred and eighty million over the next ten years. Oh, or putting it another way, to talk for, once a week. Forty million more than what Jerry Jones paid to buy the Cowboys in nineteen eighty nine. First of all, great ROI on buying the Cowboys in 89, right? Second of all, what's up with Dak? Have we signed him or? Nope. Who? Dak? Shut up. <laughs> I don't. So this is Dak Prescott. This is super unpopular in Dallas, but <laughs> but I'm going to go there. Like, it's about to be unpopular on the show. Not a fan. Of Dak? Not a fan. Or, or the, Cowboys the Cowboys or NFL. Dak. Okay. Oh. Really? I, I, Dallas sports all the way. Oh. Now, the level of depth that I have to go into on some of the. Like some sure. of Dallas sports, like 
I'm right there with you. Not not super deep on it. Like I yeah. I watch the UFC. That's like my number one like sports interest. But um, definitely go for the Cowboys. I'm having Deja I Vu just, now. You I just, just don't think it against Dak before. Yeah, I just You've been a long time. I just don't like the kid got really lucky in the beginning. <laughs> like so so here's 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 in my in my mind like here's the Cowboys legacy since I've been alive. Right. So yeah. you've got Troy that's Aikman, cool. the Glory Days, yes. man. That Super Bowl, like in Arizona, like just what a beautiful time to be alive. Then you you cut forth to you have Tony Romo. Yeah. Drew, and, Drew Bledsoe was somewhere. Yeah, we're going to skip those <laughs> oh, years. Gotcha. None of that matters. Then you get Tony Romo, right? Who like, man, what a what an incredible quarterback. Like the guy, the guy had the stats like on paper, but the team that was built around him not great. No. Not great. Like he had some he had some quality players in, mm-hmm. in some years, but you have like huge missteps like TO and all this yes. other oh man, I almost yeah. swore. This this sports <laughs> is gonna be the thing that, that almost gets me, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Tater Tots, French fries. But <laughs> but yeah, like you you have you have just kind of a really, you know, subpar team built around him. And then you right. have, you know, like our current present day is like we have we have a pretty good team. Yeah, like we actually right. have like a really solid, young, hungry team. Yep. You just, we just don't have a really solid leader. Like we had a guy who got pretty lucky in the beginning and yeah. he's without a doubt, very talented guy, but he's not to the level of the rest like of the his most team. Yards last year or almost wasn't he Somewhere like the passing champion, by the way, um, what is all this about Tom Brady, not playing for the new England Patriots anymore? What is uh, going on there? I, I just I don't see that happening. I, I didn't know that that was like a possibility in his mind. I've, I've, You're the first. I've, I've heard, heard this a lot. No, he's like a free agent. Right? A lot this week. I've heard. Yeah, he's a free I've agent. I've heard this because the rest of the country's like freaking out about it. They're like, he's gonna go to the Cowboys, and I'm like, please, <laughs> please I mean, let him come to the Cowboys. Yeah, you put Tom Brady with the team we have now, Super Bowl. Mm, I think so. That'll be wild. I think so. I'm excited to invest and in the future And then bring uh, Dez back. Have you seen Dez at the training camps? No. Yeah, I've seen him working out. Mahomes was uh, throwing him, you know, throwing him to the end zone or whatever. But mm. uh, Mahomes yeah. has the most enviable career in the world right Man, now. He's yeah. 24 and he just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, he's at the top of the world, it's, the top of the stratosphere. It's so unreal. Like, it sets such an unrealistic tone for the rest of his life. Yeah. yeah. Or Ooh. is he the greatest of all time? Yeah. Is this the beginning it's a stretch, but something greater. But I mean, we'll see. It, Time will tell. I watched the playoffs. Like, first of all, he was just theatrical. Like, the KC Chiefs were just theatrical with all of those come from behind wins. It was just magical to watch. I mean, you know, Shelly definitely has his back for sure because he's from he's texas tech, tech. Right? yeah i remember actually she was like well, we're going for the chiefs in the tech. super bowl hmm? I, when i heard he was from tech i i remember kind of discounting though like i thought that kind of talent would come from a bigger program and i know tech is like leveled up man i'm gonna get in trouble <laughs> you know she's listening this episode right <laughs> no i mean but she'd be the first one to tell you like it's like when your friend from I remember when Ellen told me that Texas State was going to play A&M or something. I was like, oh, wow, that's going to be a bloodbath. Like, <laughs> um, or Grizz had told me that or something. Like, it's Yeah, like, I mean, Tech t- recently has not had that favorable of a program. I'll, yeah, I'll agree with you on that for sure. In yeah. basketball, they were more competitive, I thought. Yeah, they did I don't follow pretty well last year. At all. But yeah, their football team um, 
how you say sucks, <laughs> but we still go for him. I mean, you know, yeah. but yeah, I mean, Mahomes to get back to him, like, man, what a stud like that guy. I mean, I, I didn't honestly wasn't really paying attention to those, like to pretty much every other team except the Cowboys until we got to the Super Bowl. And I was, I was going for the other side in the beginning because I had no dog in that fight. And Remember by the end, I was the like, why? Just seemed like everyone else in Dallas was going for not me for the Chiefs, but you know, by the end of it, I was like, this. I had so much respect for him. I was like, I had only heard of this guy in the context of Texas Tech, and now he's doing this. Like, yeah. what? A, what a champ! You know, amazing. That guy. Well, that guy. I, as long as he doesn't get hurt, and as long as he's got the right team around him, he's got a good career ahead of him for sure. They have ties to Dallas, right? Because the Chiefs started in Dallas. I didn't know that with Lamar Hunt. Well, oh yeah, that's right. Hunt yeah, trophy, that's the, the Hunt the family Hunts was there. Are, yeah, like my boss is friends with like the Young Hunt. Yeah, like, and they were flying out for the game and stuff. Like, so yeah, they have they're on TV Dallas like roots. afterwards. Yeah. like to to congratulate. I, I think that at the might be it. part of it. Um, I had joked the day after the Super Bowl, my first call at like nine a.m. was with a Kansas City Chiefs fan in Kansas City, <laughs> and he comes on the call. He made the call. I tweeted out a poll, like, does he make it or not? <laughs> and so he comes on. He's got, like, his full Chiefs gear, and looked like they, they had a riot parade up there. Yeah. Um, I can't recall if I really spent time in Kansas City. Love it. It's I, like, it's, the people are, like, super nice. Like, I, I had an audit out there back in my audit days, Um it was a large construction company and uh man the people out there are just very nice like the food i mean here's some bad venice moment like and probably offensive to kansas city because i think they have like the best pork barbecue in the country you know they they pride themselves on the beef and good on you for that but i think like they're i've never had a better like rack of ribs in my life so um, and then the, the power and light district where like you saw the, the videos of like during the Super Bowl, like all of those fans like gathered outside that's at the uh, power and light district. And that's a fun place to, like go out and like get food and drink and stuff. Like it's, hmm. it's pretty cool out there. Like it's a good place to like socialize. Ask, like, I don't really know if I've been there and you know anything about it. And he's like, well, let me tell you about the culture a little yeah. bit in depth. I yeah. know the difference in their love for beef and their love for pork. And <laughs> like, you know, inside jokes for kansas cityans <laughs> i've been to a lot of places that's the funny i was in a hot tub with meredith this weekend after a long day of skiing and we get in the hot tub and there's this grandmother that like is talking about her two sons that are in the state department and one of them just joined the space force mm -hmm. and literally they've done uh like they, they go on three-year assignments to like cairo and south africa and they're taught my sister i forget like where all these traveled people have been because she was talking about her six weeks in China. And I totally forgot that she'd been to China, you know, like it's, it's hard to keep up. Yeah. You know? Your sister's like travel or her, her passports have to be something yeah. else. Yeah. You yeah. Know? She and then you that forget that lighter. she speaks like three or four languages fluently and two. Yeah. Two. Maybe English, three. English, German and Italian. Yeah. She's better at German now than Italian. Like she is, she, she lies to you about her fluency in German. Like, I believe you, Meredith. No, she she downplays it. Like, she says, "Oh, I'm not that good." Oh, but yeah, then no, they I, have German okay. only Mondays. Then I'm with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. That's why she's brought that up in the past. She can communicate fully with uh, 
Brian and his parents because they're yeah. not because they had gone to visit uh, his family, right? Or yeah, no? they go skiing. They went skiing in Austria three consecutive years. Yeah. That's why she apparently she was a little upset with how well I was doing. She thought she was better than me in my opinion because she had more stamina and less fear and just more control. You know, I I got to thinking about it. I did the majority, probably ninety percent of my skiing lifetime at five six and below. I didn't get that last six inches until I was 17 years old. And I've only been skiing three times now since I was 17. So I'm like, I think it's different because you see all those little kids like scampering around the mountain and they're just doing their little pie wedge and like blasting down <laughs> the mountain full steam with no yeah. fear. They're not as far off the ground. You right. know what I mean? Like, and the bones more flexible too. Yeah. Cause they're still growing. That's my, so that's my excuse. You hit the ground I felt, and you don't break everything like we do now. I felt like the least proficient person <laughs> going down that mountain sometimes <laughs> compared to my Brad, dad and Brian. Have you been skiing before? Uh, only snowboarding. Nice. Yeah. Was that with, with Burton? Yeah, or? I went a few times with Burton and then I've just gone. Uh, my freshman year at Southwestern, they had a snowboarding class and we just watched videos for a whole semester and then got to go to Colorado. With, Man, with uh, the elect is really opened up. Yeah, the with, that was with Bev Mendenhall, and we, Bev Mendenhall was the snowboard instructor. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> really, we just, yeah, we uh, ten dudes. We would just meet in like one of the rooms in the gym, and then we just, we just drove YouTube snowboarders. Like, we're just we like would, practicing carving. You guys don't even know. Like it was amazing because why do we, I know that Chris Rhodes was in there? <laughs> he was not. Anyway, what? Um, yeah. Now I'm now got to hold your ground. Go, trying, go man. If you would go shut for your yapper. Go. Um, <laughs> we drove up on our own. Like we didn't have to go as a school, and we would just have lunch or dinner with them, and we would never have to check in. Like we we didn't have to display like any of our skills or anything like that. We just had a trip to Colorado. <laughs> this is great. I mean, this is exactly how Carson experienced the Dino Dig. <laughs> <laughs> no supervision, no, yeah. enjoyable time, no expectations. the best. No, that's cool. I, I wish I had known that they had that class because I actually have never been skiing or snowboarding oh, yeah. like ever, you know. Um, so if I had known that, I would have definitely taken that elective. Yeah. I tried to take all the like coolest electives I could in at, at Southwestern, like yeah, which is hockey. Limited. Hockey. Oh, yeah. Hockey was amazing. That was so fun. Yeah. I, I miss that. Now that they have the new gym floor, they don't do the inline hockey anymore. Do they not? No. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. That's a fun. I mean, yeah, that was that like was one of the better sport electives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, I mean, the proficiency of skating yeah. definitely went up right. as a result of that. Yeah, man. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. I Man, that's, that's kind of a shame that they, they don't do that, but I guess the floor yeah, is worth do, it. They still do like whatever. floor hockey, but not they don't allow skates on there anymore, which... I mean, yeah. it makes sense, but it, it still sucks. Yeah. Well, add it to the list, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suggestions. You, you unsubscribe from their emails, so oh, we yeah, can't help you probably, too much. I, There's been a flurry recently. Oh, has there? Yeah. Did you unsubscribe too? No, I never was. So they just assumed that my <laughs> assumed that my parents were paying for my education. So like, they just send all the stuff to them. And I'm oh. not... I hope I didn't just like put myself on a list just now on this podcast by saying that but it's been great because i have ut dallas where i got my master's degree and they send me all the stuff like i get calls all the time <laughs> dude would you like to give us money and it's like yeah. well you know student loans and the economy with the coronavirus yeah. and you know with the uncertainty these days 
Have you gotten a, a mandatory grounding of any type? Obviously no. Not, so we just we just had an internal email go out that was like, if you're traveling to these countries, you know, personally or for work, we need to talk to HR about it. Um, they're not they haven't canceled the conferences yet, but I imagine that's going to come soon because like all the other consultancies. So like we actually just had our our annual meeting this past week and there we they announced that we're actually a top 50 consultancy now nice. by revenue so that's kind of cool like it's cool to be working our way up that list with like incredible plans for moving up more um but yeah there i'd imagine if the other like the top firms like the mckinsey's and the baines and and what have you are canceling their like meetings and stuff like right. that it's gonna happen but no i've been since the coronavirus is going on i've been on like almost 10 flights maybe yeah uh, it's not our a thing i'm scared of is going on a mission trip next week and we have parents freaking out and like wanting them to cancel it and everything it doesn't make sense i mean it, a mission trip to mexico or something no they're originally going to go to i think puerto rico was it puerto rico that was having all the earthquakes yeah, yeah we'll it was. That. Yeah. Um, so they canceled going to Puerto Rico's and now they're going to like this campus in Canada and like <laughs> going to be helping them out. Um, uh, need any help? Eh? <laughs> right. So, you know, it, need it's, some it's probably a eh? little fluffier than it would have been. But I, either way, parents are now concerned about them going to the airport and traveling. I walked out. It's nothing the... to be concerned about right. yet unless you have like an autoimmune disorder some sort of pre-existing illness yeah, you're are, are very old or are very young. Then just be worried. You know, <laughs> right. in general, in general, it's yeah, not. I mean, in this case, you're rolling the dice. It has, <laughs> it has a higher mortality rate than the flu, but a let, but less of an exponential growth rate than the flu. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not something to be afraid of for the most part. So I get in my, I get on the plane in Albuquerque on Sunday to come back. And I had my AirPods in. I wasn't really listening to anything. And I asked this woman, I'm like, can I squeeze in there into the middle? And she goes, yeah, no, sit on the, the far one. She was trying to communicate with me. And I was just going basically off of hand gestures um, and because I was listening to something. And I sit down and the woman in the seat in front of me passes me back a wet wipe. And I kind of take my AirPods out. And she goes, wow, you're brave. And she hands me the wet wipe. And I'm like, what's going on? And they said, look at your feet. And so I looked down at my feet and there's a used mask and water bottle that was left ah. over from the prior flight. And I was just like, well, unless my ankle can get the coronavirus, like I'll be fine. Right. No, but I did sanitize everything. Nothing to worry about here. Even the CDC is saying that you don't need to wear a mask unless you're exhibiting symptoms of the coronavirus. And as someone who's on planes almost weekly at this point, I can tell you most people wearing masks do not exhibit the symptoms of the right. coronavirus. And now there's like a shortage of masks. Yes, and, that's yeah. the problem. What is that about? And I mean, I was on a flight like last week to, to Milwaukee. There was a guy that I, I'm like Southless preferred or whatever. And so I get, I get on the plane early. And so then this guy comes in, sits on my row, coughing up a lung. Like this guy's wearing a mask and he's like <laughs> exhibiting the symptoms of every virus. Like he is just, <laughs> yeah. he just, virus. he's, he's over here like well along his way. And I'm like, you need to, you need to check yourself into a hospital. I hope, I hope yeah. you're, I hope <laughs> you're flying to Milwaukee to be with your loved ones. And so, I mean, that's flying to Milwaukee to die. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't know how, maybe they have a great hospital system. It's a great state, love Wisconsin, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, no, uh, I mean, that was, that was the only time where I was like, oh, thank goodness this guy's wearing a mask. Most of the time I'm just mocking people in my head. Like I'm, I'm just like, oh, y'all are, y'all are giving into the hype. Like you are the sheep that are watching the news and believing that this ad based (laughs) company is telling you complete truth about everything and well, not trying to scare you into like watching their service. Now it's like, you know, we had, we had to go over our business continuity plan yesterday because so we literally talked about events. Zoom sales is up 19% due to the remote worker spike due to coronavirus. It's just like hype. my clients yeah. in Japan, they are home sequestered or home yeah. quarantined. I have whatever. students that have stayed home this week and might be staying home the next couple of weeks. Are they? Because they're worried of they they they're not sick. Are they they're calling worried about in? Getting sick. Are they calling in to class? Like, are they able to no, they're, they're, like Skype in or something? So their dad came up and like picked up my lesson plans for the week. Um, and they're homeschooled now. Yeah, Th- their dad's a Christian. Tell them, <laughs> I I don't know. That's in in my opinion. That's that's definitely an overreaction. I think yeah, a lot of what you're seeing is. Um, just, just a reaction to the news rather than a true precaution for something that logically makes sense. You didn't care about washing your hands whenever it came to the flu or anything. No, no. Like who, who are you gonna, who are you gonna pay attention to? Like the spray tanned, like, like perfect hair news anchor whose whole job is dependent on you continuing to watch the new, the, the service that they offer based based on the fact that you you're in fear and you need them to tell you what to be afraid of, or are you going to believe like the statisticians who actually measure these things and change their models like on a daily or weekly basis? It could become a pandemic though. Okay. So is the flu. Flu flu affects like 46 million people a year. You know, we could thin out the herd. So (laughs) it's not, not going to happen. I joked with my students. I joked with my students today. I'm like, you know, (laughs) kind of need a little less people around. We don't need them anymore. They weren't going to graduate anyway. It's like, you know, we've been needing a mass uh, epidemic. Is what you tell your children? It's amazing. With them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they know I'm joking. Yeah. Listen to this podcast. Some of them do. You're definitely like one of the the younger, like cooler teachers, you know, that's actually like shooting them straight and making jokes with them versus like. Yeah, I'm the youngest teacher. That's probably why. If there's a younger one, then I'll be the coolest. Like, it's not. I know this. That day's coming, Brad. Yeah, I know. You sad about that? Uh, I think he's. I think he's I mean, staying young through music on Spotify and you know, staying young. Yeah, through I have his kids curation. Listen yeah. to that too, and they they keep up with me. So they keep up with me. It is <laughs> they what catch it is. up. They check. Yeah, they catch up. They they tune in. Um, the coronavirus stuff is just so crazy though, because you, you actually have the greatest risk of the three of us. Absolutely. I probably sure. have it right now. Yeah. I'm like, he's like cocky in here and we're oh, probably yeah. all catching that's it. That's your water. No, that's mine. It's not. Don't, oh, don't press that in front of him. That's I mine. almost, I almost took a sip off of that yeah, though he's earlier. Bre- he's so. breathing pretty heavily over it. Yeah. yeah. He's been in Miami, Chicago, Asia. <laughs> we don't know where he's been. <laughs> is he telling the truth? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's really anything to worry about at this time for most people. Like obviously if you're in a place that's experiencing more of an outbreak, then I would recommend probably maybe more of a quarantine approach. But if you're, yeah. if there, if your city has like one person that's gotten it, just keep in mind that 98% of the people who have gotten infected thus far have already recovered. Right. So like, if you look at, if you look at the the charts and the graphs, like, like chicken pox, like I do, it's like, it's going to level off at a certain point. It's, it's growing exponentially. It's 
they're healing fairly quickly though. Like the, the timeline for the disease when treated, when you treat the symptoms is pretty short and we're, we're going to level off to a point where it's not going to be any more of an issue than like the common cold at some point. Yeah. And, and that's coming. I mean, we're, we're, we're addressing it. Forever. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not an immunologist or something like that. So you should probably, you should probably seek, you know, like professional advice, but I wouldn't say that's from the news. I would say like, read some medical sources and like, get your, your information from there. Not, not from the news that's like there to scare you, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess the best part of the, the coronavirus, it, I mean, it's really messed up the economy, but if you're, if you have student loan people, (laughs) Tater tots. If mm. you if you have student loans on way more than I now, <laughs> now is the time to refinance because the Fed just did a fifty basis point, which is half a percent. Did they cut twice? No, but it's between meetings, which almost never happens. So this is a big this is a big reduction in interest rates, which means that you can borrow money now for cheaper than you could before. So take a look at what options are out there from like refinancing perspectives on loans that you have, because this is an opportunity to get it before the economy goes back up, they raise rates because the Fed's going to have to raise rates in order at some point in the future in order to keep the like economic, like fiscal policy level, you know, they they have to cool it down a little bit. So, you know, that's financial tip out there, but I mean, obviously consult your, your financial advisors and all that good stuff, but yeah, like, you know, Most of I'm not here to give it. I'm not here to give advice. I'm their just, portfolio with Schwab. You know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, it's it is something that <laughs> is worth considering. All right, you tots and bots, fill up those piggy banks and put what's, a mask what's on What's the face. bots? I'm, I missed I, that yeah, one. I don't know the bots either. Tots and bots. It just sounded funny, and there's bots that comment on our stuff. Okay, herring. Tots and bots. Listen, I, I'm riffing off of what Heather, the dentist, not a dentist, said. So. Yeah. I'm she's still, not a dentist. She, she's not a dentist. She's a doctor. You hear this? She's married to his doctor, so he called her his dentist. Yeah, I guess I that a, makes I sense. I have a dentist whose name is Heather, and you know it was what just are in all the moment. The same to you, bro. It just got skewed. All right, it got skewed. It got skewed. I just assume everyone married to a doctor is a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. I get it. It's an honest mistake. I asked Brad this question last week. Isn't chiropractic chiropracticness? <laughs> what would the, wow what would the practice be it is great yeah i, I believe chiropractic is uh is that real chiropractor it, isn't it chiropractoricity what what is it so you have chiropracticians chiropractic chiropractician would that be it because you could be a chiropractitioner yeah Chi- chiropractor wow the more we say this word the more i'm like what a weird yeah word. like what is that's how most words work it's not this collection of it's, sounds it's not medically backed up right like it's a it's a hoax uh they call themselves doctors do you hear how brad but not like, necessarily they don't how, they don't have to go to medical school like most he doctors described chiropractic last week he described it as being bent over a trash can yeah. for some reason i'm was, pretty sure there's a simpsons episode you did not pop my back after last week's episode yeah my dad asked if i did and i was like nah, <laughs> oh shout out to dean he's like you pop Carson's back after the show. Like, no, <laughs> forgot, man. How did that come up in conversation? I I don't know. Man, he is funny. Um, my dad was laughing about that this weekend. He, they just get the biggest kick out of it. Yeah, he he loved your dad's uh, take on just having their own podcast and cleaning us up. Hey, 
Cheers to us, because the three of us have kept it clean for two hours. Who would have thunk it? I've wow. I've been wondering that. Like, are we gonna have to go back and like listen to the tape to make sure that that's true? No, no, no. So y'all would have caught it. Yeah, because there was one point where I was going on about something. Yeah, and happened. y'all weren't stopping me, and uh, I was like, yeah, for sure, no I dropped something in that little mix. No, not not like I swear all the time, but there are certain <laughs> subjects no, that kind of get me rolling a little you're bit. Mean, more. We've, we've done one on. piece of editing in like episode two. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Four, okay. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it was the early days. I got comfortable and just dropped the f bomb real quick, but it happens. Shout out to us for keeping this one clean. That's yeah, amazing. Well done, no bleeps, no edits. Yeah, straight into anchor, baby. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, uh, Brad, shout outs. Shout outs. Come back to me, Michael. Shout outs. Uh, want to shout out to Shelly, obviously. Mm. Shout out, Shelly. my beautiful fiance. Uh, who I know will listen probably to this point and then turn it off. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, shout out to uh, shout out to post production for whoever has to clean this up, which I guess doesn't have to. So yeah, you did good, man. That's uh, that's one I had already planned ahead. <laughs> He's gonna just drop a and- big old bomb here at the <laughs> end. It'll be a perfect episode <laughs> up until the ninth inning. We did it, you mother. <laughs> 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 David wants to play us out. <laughs> I got a little tense there. I thought Brad was actually going to. Know, he he got so close. The last five so episodes, he loves flirting Oh my with goodness! The line. It's incredible. Beautiful. But the thing is, it's an art. The, the thing about words <laughs> is, like, they just make you think of something, right? So by him like stopping short of that, he yeah, made you think. Dirty mind. He made you that's think the f bomb. Like that was. Um, all right. So uh, Shelly, anybody else? I got Shelly, you know, like she's, she's, uh, she's my rock. She's, anybody she's everything else? to me. No, not right now. Uh, Next time shout, I'll shout out to more people later. Yeah, there you go. Uh, shout out, uh, Gerald Heston and Brock. I know that you guys tuned in last week and that you guys have also been consistent listeners. So thank you very much. Again, shout out to Courtney and her, uh, new job. Shout That's out to really Cook's exciting. children. Is that where yeah. Sarah's at? Yeah, it's where Sarah's at. They're going to be nice. colleagues. Sweet. Wow. A little faction forming over on the west side. West side? Now that anyway. John and Sarah over there. Yeah. Do you got any uh, um, shout outs? Shout out to everybody. The yeah. fam. Uh, shout out Michael. And thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Our first guest appearance Thanks for having ever me. on the weekly catch up podcast. Very cool. Um, no, I don't really have any. All right. Just the fam. Uh, had a fun time this weekend. Um, the work fam, shout out to them. We're doing a lot of cool stuff, just grinding. Um, shout out to both of you. All right. And let's go Biden, I guess. Yeah. Sanders. We'll see. We'll see. All right. RIP Bloomberg. Uh, this is the in memoriam section. Mayor Pete, Amy Klobuchar, (laughs) Bloomberg. Potentially Warren soon. And the casualties of the coronavirus. Mm. (laughs) Well, We'll catch you up next week. People on cruise ships everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Michael. Yep. We appreciated having you on. Thank this you, guys. Been it's been conversation. fun. Um, we'll have to get it pared down for the layperson in the next time. Brad, thanks for bra- braving through the rain to oh, get here. No, no big deal. Appreciate you. And Aww. thanks to all you tots out there. Shout out, Tater Tots. All right. We'll catch you up next week. Peace.